0: Breaking news from the Athletic.
1: This is Bill Landis along with Ari Wasserman from the Athletic with breaking news in Ohio State. Wyatt Davis, the redshirt junior offensive guard, announced on Friday morning that he will declare for the 2021 NFL Draft and opt out of the coming Big Ten season, assuming that there is one, whether it happens this fall or in the spring. Uh, Wyatt Davis has made the decision that he will not play. And start preparing for the NFL draft. Ari, I I don't think this is surprising news. Ohio State to this point had not had it had any opt outs um, of of its key players of its potential first round draft picks. So Wyatt is the first one. It's it's very possible he won't be the last one. So that this development is not necessarily surprising. I think the timing of it might be what was your first reaction when you saw that Wyatt Davis had declared for the draft?
0: Uh, My first reaction was that it was remarkable that Ohio State made it this far uh, without one Uh, because they are one of the three or four teams in college football that have the most candidates um, in this position to have to consider their future and their NFL status. Um, And I know that you know the the next logical step that not only I took but everybody else took who follows ohio state is that is justin fields going to be next which i think is going to be a a thing to watch now what you said there is, is true i thought it was also kind of surprising not that he opted out or made this decision i think it's a rational thing to do but For the first time in the last two and a half weeks of this windstorm of Big Ten football coming back in October, like the last few days, there's actually been some encouraging news that it could. And it just kind of struck me as odd timing because what would the decision – how much would the decision have changed had they just done it in seven days? Now this is their life and they have to get, it's not, they're not on our timeline to entertain us. And I don't want it to come across like I think that, Um, but you spoke to uh, Wyatt's dad. And I think that like some insight on, on why the decision was made now, I think would be interesting for them.
1: spoke with Wyatt and his father, um, Dwayne on Friday morning. And it was a very interesting discussion with both of them because this is supposed to be a happy time in a player's life. Like Wyatt Davis has declared for the NFL draft, and it's very possible he's going to become a, a first-round draft pick. This is a realization of a lifelong dream, but it's happening at a time when he didn't expect it to happen. He's had to make a tough decision here, weighing his options um, for the coming season or, or what he thinks or may not think is, is a coming season. And, and just to give you a little bit behind the scenes of of how and why this played out when it did, um, Wyatt and his family have have been monitoring this like every um, potential first round draft pick or every potential draft pick has had. And even other players who aren't draft picks are just trying to figure out whether or not they should play this year, have been analyzing the situation. And, and like a lot of us, they've gone back and forth on what they think might happen. They've seen a lot of the discussion on Twitter and and a lot of the reporting that, you know, one day suggests that there's going to be a season imminently. And then the next day something happens to to kind of bring people back down the earth a little bit. And I think the back and forth of that weighed on them considerably. They had conversations with Ryan Day and the Ohio State coaching staff the, the entire way, and, and I think feel really good about the staff and, and Gene Smith being transparent with them and fighting for them and, and trying to give them answers. And it's just it's reached a point now where they thought last week that something, that a vote or a meeting was going to happen. And, and I think a lot of people did because that was out there a little bit, and it didn't happen. And then they thought this week that maybe something would happen. And we're sitting here on Friday morning coming up on noon and nothing has happened yet. Now that's not to say that nothing might not happen next week. I think that's possible based on some of the reporting that we've done at the athletic, but, but I think Wyatt and his family just reached a point where they can't keep waiting. They can't keep getting dragged back and forth. They had to make a decision. So Wyatt went back home to California last week and, and they made this decision to declare for the NFL draft. And he has opted out this season. I asked him, I said, what if the Big Ten next week comes out and says we're playing this fall and there's an opportunity to be part of the college football playoff? And he said he didn't have a lot of faith that that would happen. If it does happen, maybe it can change the outcome of this a little bit. I, I wouldn't be super optimistic about that. He has had conversations with with agents. I, I don't think that's to a place now where he would be ineligible to come back, but he's taking the real steps here as as any player would when he's making the the jump to the NFL with agents and, figuring out his training plan, he's got that lined up too, um, to go to Texas and, and work on some offensive line skills and, and conditioning, and then ultimately start training for the combine in a couple months. So he's, he's made this decision and is moving forward in a direction that suggests to me that, that it's sort of cut and dry. Maybe there's a small, small glimmer of hope that if the Big Ten reverses course next week, that, that it, it could change.
0: Well, I do think that the thing that is interesting there from what you said, and that was a really good job reporting by you, and um, I'm excited to read your story when it goes up on The Athletic here in a little bit, uh, but is the lack of faith that it will. And I think that the thing that most fans are um, upset about in terms of the situation the Big Ten finds itself in is lack of communication. And that's not anything new. We've discussed that at length on this podcast, but it's having an impact on the people that are playing the game and the most important players. And like, it's possible that even if Kevin Warren had some sort of statement or the schools felt more up to speed or there was any communication whatsoever about what is at, um, actually happening behind the scenes, then maybe this wouldn't have happened. I think it's a lack of faith in the conference that led him to make this decision the way that he did and when he did. And I think that's just another example of why the, the, the big tens kind of fumble the ball here a little bit on how they've handled this whole situation.
1: Yes, and and I think there's been some criticism of of there's been some criticism of the criticism of the Big Ten's lack of communication to the extent where I think some people don't believe that the Big Ten should should worry itself with communicating with coaches and players. I disagree with that strongly. I think they should, but I think that is part of it here. Players like Wyatt Davis have just been looking for direction throughout all of this, and while their coaches and athletic directors, and in some cases, I think university presidents have have done what they can to give them that direction it's not come from the, from the very top. It's not come from the ultimate decision makers. And if you can put yourself in Wyatt Davis's shoes for a second and think about what you have coming down the road as a potential first-round draft pick in a few months, how long can you realistically wait around for someone to give you answers when they haven't been communicating with you along the, throughout the entire process anyway? It's a really tough position to be in. I can totally see how he arrived at this point. Um, yeah. So, so I, I think he's moved forward. I think we can talk about this in a way that, that, that Wyatt Davis won't play for Ohio State again. What's next for him and what's next for Ohio State now that he's not on the roster?
0: Yeah, I I think that – oh, my God, I cannot believe you set me up for an offensive line question. (laughs) What's going on here? Um, I I think that what's next for him is um, working out and becoming, hopefully for his sake, a first-round draft pick. I mean, he's one of the best interior linemen um, in the the draft. And and Landis, the guy came back – when he could have potentially been a first round pick last year, he wanted to play. He wanted to be on this team. And like, if anybody, and cause you know, people tend to fly off the handle sometimes, um, is sitting there thinking that he's selfish or um, please don't do that. Like he, he, he put in his time, he put in the work, he was a major part of this team and he turned his back on money already once, like at a certain point, it's just not realistic to expect that anymore. So what's next for the offensive line? I'll let you get into the tactical X's and O's on who shifts over where, because I know that's what you think about at night. But I think that what's next is is being on the lookout now for whether or not other players on this team are going to do the same thing. And I think there's four or five other guys that could rationally make that decision. The obvious one is Justin Fields. That's the scary one. But we've also got Sean Wade and, you know, maybe Josh Myers and people in the same position that have to consider their futures too. So I don't know if the Big Ten cares, probably not, <laughs> about whether or not this is going to happen to Ohio State, but their roster, um, the one that everybody was praying would get a chance to play, now has lost a major uh, important piece that would have been part of the reason why we thought they could win a national championship. So what's next? It's, it's uncomfortable, but it's getting, it's getting harder and harder to cope with for Ohio State fans and the people affiliated with the program. So they
1: have, uh, in terms of options to, to replace Wyatt on the offensive line, I, I think maybe first you think of Matthew Jones, who's in his fourth year in the program, a former top 100 player, who's, who's yet to start. Enoch Fimahi, who's a redshirt freshman, who's, who's developed pretty rapidly from a physical standpoint over the, over the year that he's been on Ohio State's campus. And uh, maybe he would be my pick to, to maybe step into that starting spot. You have Ryan Jacoby, another young player, um, Harry Miller was, I think, already penciled in to, to be the left guard, and, and as long as Josh Myers is playing, I think that'll be the case. You're looking at replacing a right guard. They have they have some decent options, I think, but once you get past Matthew Jones, all those options are pretty young. Um, Gavin Cup is also is also an option. He's a fifth year guy who's battled some injuries, um, but but he's a name to keep in mind as well as, as Ohio State progresses forward here, and especially if they end up playing this fall.
0: Yeah, a guy like Gavin Cup, who people thought might not be in a position to play, could actually see his his uh loyalty to the program and his development and and staying staying true and into the program for the next for the last four or five years really pay off here if they end up getting on the field and you know i think that we'll have another podcast next week and we can dive into uh, another offensive line recruiting debate about whether or not uh, you need blue chip athletic guys in every class to come in and and be emergency replacement for depth um but i think right now that this is a very uh important time to consider that, you know, not only is Ohio state on the ropes with the rest of the big 10 in terms of whether they're going to play, but you know, this is one of the most impacted rosters um, in college football in terms of what it means for NFL talent and people considering leaving early.
1: I'll have a story up up on the athletic later on Friday um, from a conversation with Wyatt and his father, Dwayne, some really interesting perspective from both of them on how the Clemson loss last year sat with them and, and how that motivated Wyatt to one comeback and and two, hang on sort of as long as he's hung on here before making this decision that, that I think you guys will enjoy hearing hearing their perspective on that. And then some more analysis for Ohio State, too, and what this move means uh, moving forward. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics' new headlines section for much more on the story. To get access to all the Athletics' great sports content, visit athletic.com slash 4-6, where you can join for just $1 per month. Thanks for listening.